yes, welcome to So Good Podcast. I know it's been a while. Um, right now we in a private location, and uh, we gonna get right to the hot topics. I know it's been a while for everybody that been listening to our first episode, and that um that we didn't come back sooner, but lo and behold that we back, and we gonna get back to a lot of things that shed in light, especially with this COVID virus, COVID nineteen as you wanna call it, and other things going on in Minnesota as we all know already, but and also with my personal. Personal, personal, personal. <laughs> person that definitely is going to give you something on the microphone. Let her reintroduce herself to... Hey, what's up, you guys? This is Lady J, a.k.a. Arthur's June Montgomery. How you guys doing? So, you know, we're chilling right now. It's kind of uh, windy out here in Brooklyn. And uh, we just have a lot in store for you guys. We miss you. We're sorry. It's been locked down. I see the Bronx is opening up in different places in New York. I was surprised because Jersey, we still in lockdown, so... It was kind of surprising to go to the Bronx to see everybody shopping and living life. So hopefully, hopefully, we can all get back to our lives. All right. Right now, the topic is um, we're trying to adjust to get better, you know, in life, to get some type of normalcy that's going on in the world and bad politics that's going on also. But other than that, just pray that everybody's family can recover and loved ones that's in the hospital, nursing homes, to be feeling better and well and get off their feet and actually get a better chance in life without life taking toll and causing other deaths, which which has been a horrible year so far in 2020. A lot of people died that we know and close to us, co-workers, family members. We say a prayer for them and rest in peace and God bless them. But back to what we have to talk about too again, which is a hard topic right now with this COVID-19 been a wake-up call and a lesson that we learn about how life is short again in a different way and how to cope and also how to adjust life the way it is right now especially in New York City everything gets sucked out so hopefully things will get better but right now the politics that we have also in this country right now is an all-time low I also think that like this is the time to really reflect and you know see what it is that's most important in life because before COVID Everybody wants to travel, everybody wants to spend money, everybody want to idolize stars, actresses, um, sport figures, and now it's like, all of that been taken away from us, and now we just face to deal with those things in our life, like our family, you know, um, a lot of people have lost their jobs, so there's no more idolizing money. Mm, that's a good question, idolizing money, but you know what, right now, people do need money, unfortunately. Right now, we only got one stimulus check out, and people that's unemployed is making more than what I am making. Exactly, making more than most terrible. of us is making. So I'm gonna reframe your question and make a good answer for your question. What happened to the second stimulus, or maybe the third and fourth stimulus installment that should have been handed out already? While other countries, UK and Canada, and also Australia and other countries in the world is getting whatever stipend or stimulus you would say monthly. This is what I researched, and this is what I've been seeing. UK, Canada, Australia, I'm listening to those type three countries, that they're making a lot of money monthly for family to actually live off. And America is stuck on $1,200 and also $2,400. But you know, I'm worried, though. Two months. I'm worried that if we give too much, are we going to be put in a place of debt? Are we going to be put in a place of recession? You think that? 
I don't know. That's just my fear. That's my fear. Like, can we go back in a recession if we're giving... Because I understand the idea of, like, let's put the money out there to bring it back into the economy, to grow the economy. But where is all this money coming from? Sound like you're a DoorDash worker. Or are you working for DoorDash or Uber Eats? <laughs> all right, but anyway... I'm I not... I'm, I'm, I'm concerned with the economy. I think she concerned everybody with the salons opening up and the beauty salons, shops, supply stores. Whatever. I'm, I'm really concerned about <laughs> people concerned? getting Nails more done. money than, than is necessary. Because even when it comes down to the unemployment, why? Why do you need double when you were living off of less than that before? I think that's a stupid thing. And I feel like that's going to drag our economy down. Maybe you got to put your vote in the ballot in come November. But anyway, I understand where you're coming from. Not to be sarcastic, but you're right about that to a certain degree. But people need money to pay their bills, to pay their mortgage, to pay their credit, to pay their gas and lights. And right now, it's in great need, you know, that people can get another stimulus. I'm not saying that we should and not unemployment. help. I understand where they're giving them an extra kick. What's the extra right kick? right now, the, the extra kick is because they're not working right now. They don't know when they're going to yeah, get back Yeah, but when work. you wasn't working before, you had an unemployment that was a set amount of money. What's the extra 600 about? What's the purpose? The purpose? For pain and suffering? We're pain and suffering as an economy. Some of us healthcare workers haven't even seen a hazardous pay. Um, yeah. And it depends on your hospital or it depends on your company. I know Tyson Chicken got theirs already. And um, a couple other corporations. I don't think Amazon got theirs because I've seen somebody complain on Facebook. An Amazon worker that is frontline. And they were concerned because they like, here we are making damn near minimum wage. But people that, you know, whatever, maybe hotel industry, they not working. They getting double. And they get, they're safe. They're sitting home and they're safe. It is a sad situation that is like that. It's, this is back with politics. And also applies to things that shouldn't be in this world we living in today. In 2020, here we got politics all backwards and wrong. And things need to be justified where things can be much, much better. They should do it fair across the board. And it's, of course it's not fair. Life ain't fair. And I don't like it. You know, there's not much we can do, but it's up to people not to vote for certain things when things go into order. You know, because... um. People got to get their fair share also that's working, in which they're not getting their credit due. And they're risking their life on the line. I understand exactly what you mean. Right now, I'm just telling people to take it one day at a time, and hopefully things gets back to normal in a few... It's up to those people to wear your mask, you know, and keep it on, and stay, you know, six feet deep like they've been telling people. I know you want to rebel. I know you want to do things your way. But it's not worth it like they're doing in other states because it's going to backlash. Yeah, please, please wear your PPE. Like when, you know, the states are starting to open up. New York is opening up. Jersey's going to follow suit and Connecticut and so forth. And it's just so important that you guys wear your mask. What Let's keep mothers? each other what safe. What mothers with their kids? What you going to tell them? What about, tell well, the, the toddlers can't wear masks. You already seen where the CDC said that it was a problem with the toddlers because their nose, they can't even really breathe yet. Their nose is still developing. Mm-hmm. But, of course, mothers have to, you know, protect their children. Just like we would have when they go outside and play, tell them to wash their hands. Now we just have to take a step further with the mask. That's just an extra step. We always had to protect our children. But now mm-hmm. it's just a step further. You know what I'm saying? Go outside with them. Don't let them go outside too much by themselves because they don't understand social distancing. These kids mm-hmm. still want to hang out and, and be up on each other. And so it's important for us to take them outside so we can teach them. So let me ask you a question. Do you think um, New York will be the same or the country as a whole will be the same, you know, make things right with this COVID-19? And will you see us going in the future after this? 
honestly, I don't really think we'll ever go back to where we were. We're gonna have a, a new norm. You know, um, these sanitizers. Yeah, these these masks and social distancing. I think that this is a new norm for us. I think it will get lighter. Maybe in the next two to three years, we may let up on masks, but it's not gonna be like what we know it to be. You know, safety measures are gonna be so extreme, like traveling, like what we had researched about um, traveling and going through customs. It's gonna be like how it was in nine eleven, except for you know nationwide or even maybe worldwide. Yeah, another thing I was to say. I was thinking, like, why beforehand, in a lot of um, stores, Target, it'd be Walmart, Family Dollar, whatever discount store you go to, why wasn't these items selling off the shelf before COVID-19? It's amazing how sanitizer and Clorox wipes and Lysol spray, it's selling like, like it's free off the shelves, and now all of a sudden, they're coming back on the shelves. What that means? People coming back to being dirty or it's less cleansiness? It, it, this should be sold out all the time, cleaning product. Mr. Clean, like, why is this stuff even on the shelf, period? There, all, there is always more people that's more anal than others. There are some people that take safety measurements to a higher degree How than you others. You in their house? Yeah, because I, yeah. I socialize with a lot of different people. Okay. And yeah. there are different people. Like, you are more anal than yeah, me. You guys want to okay? give a pass. You, 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 all, you always. want to give a pass. You know, I'm not giving a pass. New York is, yeah, all right. You got to listen to. I wonder why we see dirtiness Listen to understand. Okay. Listen to understand. You always had your hand sanitizer, right? Because you're a germpho- germaphobic. I'm not a germaphobic. I just like and to I, my hands And I have it. someone that is very dear to me. I'm not going to say her name on air. But I have someone that's very dear to me that's also a germaphobic. So there's always been people that was on it and people that are not. But it's the CDC, the health, TV, CNN, if everyone's telling you, go and get it, that's why it's happening. Same thing when there's a storm. All of a sudden, all the waters is so gone. The the all of the candles is gone. You bought, you bought a lot of extra I didn't buy any of that. You provided all that for me. I, I didn't. I didn't buy that because I'm not the type of person that like freaks out over what social media says. I continue on social media a lot too. So listen, you guys. I continue my life as normal. To be honest, the only thing I did differently is I wore PPE and I washed my hands more. I mean, I'm automatically got to do that because don't of the. You on that, you know, you survived and you know you're still healthy and well. And thank God. And you did you say you took the test also? By the way. Yeah, I did. I took the test, and by the grace of God. Um, I had no antibodies. That's not something that I like to scream out because then everybody's like, oh, you got to be careful. You don't have the antibodies. That means your your body, you haven't came in contact. You don't know how to fight the disease. But I, I trust in God, you know. I, I trust in God. And it is what it is. I, social media, television is not going to put me into a, a panic and a fear. Frenzy. A frenzy. You know, I had a little fear, of course, because everybody around me was dying. But I'm not gonna like lose it. Who's who's gonna keep together for the kids if all of us adults are losing it? I ain't gonna lie, guys. It got a little bit stressful just seeing the deserted streets and you seeing more, you know, homeless and more people that look like they drugged out and deranged more out in the street. You see it more frequently and more out in the open. I am getting kind of like frustrated, you know, a little bit at times to see like a lot of things shuttered. It's like a ghost town in New York. It's like. Like we in the twilight zone and you can't get out of it. it Seems like you gotta make more adjustments and hopefully people start to listen to make things open up a little bit by little in New York City. Because right now we desperately need, you know, lifeline jobs for people to take care of their family. 
But um, right now it looks like a ghost town. The nearest thing I can see is Delhi's. The Bronx, like I can see, said it's trying to open up, but other places still dying out there. It's just like you know, Models ain't coming back. Jay Penny's not coming back. But a lot of the stores will come back, but will people have money to spend? You know, or you just go use credit or your last bit of savings just to get something that's nice for the summer when it's not gonna be a regular summer. Here we looking like Michael Jackson with a mask on daily, and it's it's not a fun thing. You it's know? gonna and be it's sad that our kids gotta go through this. You know, hopefully schools will open back up, but it's gonna be restrictions. A lot. It's gonna and be very different. People, parents, make sure you have your hygiene in check with your children, so they won't bring nothing to school, which I know is hard to. But now we have to keep that in mind and keep that in check for our kids to be safe. If they do go back to school. Yes, yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be different. It's definitely going to be different this summer. Um, I don't see too much amusement park activity going on. I don't see... Well, Disney's about to open up. In July. Like, like, and stuff like that. Yeah, in July. But even so, even when they open up, there's still going to be like extreme social distancing. Yeah, you know what? It's better than nothing right now. But I'm worried about... Come serve. Yeah, and that's scary too. Like those coming from Jersey that take like the New Jersey Transit. Shout out to New Jersey Transit that gives you, you know, the... The package, the Six Flags package, where you can get your little package, you get your little bus. All right, they have a package. But that's what I'm saying. Places like that is gonna be hard because it's like, okay, people like me coming from Jersey that want to get in that line. It's like, no, you got to go home. You got to come back to the Bronx, guys. You know, it's, you don't got to go. Yeah, Ain't no amusement right park, now. Brooklyn. Right now. All right, I guess go back to Coney Island. At least you could stay and wait outside in the line and hopefully to get in because that's it's gonna be different. The beaches, everything is different. Yeah, guys, you know, just, just say a prayer, you know, we, we make it through this. And, you know, there's a lot of cases right now. We saw the numbers and everything. And God bless, you know, a lot of countries around the world. And Brazil right now is getting hit hard. So just pray that, you know, a lot of these countries make a speedy recovery to get back on their feet. And less deaths, because I've seen so many deaths. It seemed like we went straight from Kobe Bryant all the way to COVID. So how do you feel about, like, the, the second wave? Like, are you worried about the fall coming? I did my research, you know, by asking a couple of questions by survey. A lot of doctors that I asked, 95% of them believe a second wave. So I analyzed that. I know there's more doctors to ask, but I asked them because they're dealing with this firsthand and nurses. But I, I asked a few nurses, too. Also, let me put them in the mix and shout out to all the essential workers. But they did say that it will come back, so hopefully not. But I think even if it come back, we should be, like, a little more prepared. You know what I'm saying? Because when it, when it hit us the first time, it's like we didn't have the correct PPE or not enough PPE to go around. Uh, doctors, scientists didn't know what this disease was about. They didn't know how to to um, cure it. They still don't know how to cure it. They didn't know how to treat it. So that's why a lot of people died. And they say that our president didn't act quick enough. And so, you know, even if it comes a second time, hopefully we'll be more prepared and can handle it better. you want to get that vaccination shot? No, I don't. I don't want to get the vaccination shot. Supposed to be really good, they said, you know? (laughs) I don't want to get the vaccination (laughs) shot because... You know I'm messing with you guys. I think it's unnecessary. (laughs) I don't even like the flu shot. I didn't get the flu shot this year. Oh, and, oh. And I, I did, guys. I'm still here, as you see. Yeah, I didn't take the flu shot I this did. year. I mean, working in healthcare, they say that, you know, you're supposed to and everything like that. But I, to me, it's not necessary. Wow. 
I understand. I, I, especially for the children, you know, right now. Hopefully stay, hopefully our advocates stay away from these. So what if it becomes mandated for the kids to go to school, like every other immunization? It's going to be a very sad thing because um, keep them monitoring your children because you already know that it's not a really good thing. I'm not trying to announce that, but um, it was proven to show that research said, not me. Do you believe that the vaccination is the mark of the beast, like people are saying? I don't know what it is. You know, if you only get to say but so much on these podcasts, mm-hmm. but I know definitely for sure it is bigger than what we think it is. And um, people need to be careful what they do and limit themselves. People right now that have children right now, that's, I would say, anything under, like, 10, you got to hold on to your children to their life because um, things is very serious out here. And you want to make sure you cook the right foods for your kids, give them the right environment, talk to them and teach them well where... They can survive into everything that they're going through right now with you. And keep them calm and collective and believe in God. You know, whatever else you might believe in. Because right now, things is very, very serious out here. It's not even funny no more, guys. You can joke and laugh and reality sets in when you're outside. You know? But back to your question is, hopefully things hopefully things come to normalcy. Where we can make things better for the next generation. And that's another thing. Stop being selfish, guys. Wear your mask. Stop pounding up and hanging out like you've been boys in the hood. When you're supposed to be out there, actually home, taking care of your kid and your wife. Instead of being under your friends, spreading this virus by being close. You don't even know your status. And guys, please, try to somehow in the future get some health insurance. That's so important, guys. You win the battle when you have good health insurance. And you can go yes. and check these things out. You know, they they have a lot of rapid tests available that you can get your uh, results within 10 minutes so that we all can know our status and that we can try to continue to keep ourselves safe. And like International said, you know, he wants to get back to normal. But I do believe that we are going to be getting back to a new norm. It's not what we known before, but it's going to be our new norm. And we just got to prepare ourselves. Miss Cleo here. We have, <laughs> we have to prepare ourselves. And our um our families and our children. <laughs> we laugh because he's Cleo. She's definitely a psychic, guys. We, we, I'm not a psychic. Up, call up if you need a psychic. I'm not a psychic, but you know, I just I know that we are in new norms, and we have to adapt. We gotta adapt to life and and for what it is. You know, we can't. There is no what we used to do. Now it's about what are we doing now, and we gotta um raise our children and, and get them counseling. You know, I, I have talked to my children to see how they feel about, you know, not being able to socialize, not being able to go to school, not being able to see their friends. You know, some kids, this is really weighing them down mentally. There's even been some cases of suicide. So, you know, speak to your children and even think about getting them counseling in this time with everything that's going on. Because being away, not being able to socialize is very hard, especially for the, the children. Absolutely right. You know, I have sons. And I gotta make sure that they're happy because they live far above and I have one in Brooklyn. So to make a long story short, just just pay attention to what your kids are doing and talk to them and make sure they feel comfortable and accepted that you love them and you're there for them during these hard times we're living in. Because things right now, we need our families, we need our pets, we need our coworkers, our colleagues, or whoever associates who you believe with and live with or be with, please be with them. But you know, also keep your distance at times to make sure that your safety come first. Plain and simple. You know, guys, right now, a lot of things is not the way it is. I know we got bad politics. I ain't gonna say president or mayor. 
But, uh, <laughs> Don't talk about my president. Look, but things, things, <laughs> things ain't looking good. This is very embarrassing. The laughing stock. And speak about our president. Don't forget, you guys, this is May. In June, this is Gemini. So, me uh, and, uh, and your president's birthday will be coming up real soon. Uh, good luck. Anyway, we're looking forward for the summertime. Not their birthdays, but um, it, it's a good thing, guys. You know, it's good to be back. You know, we're going to do another podcast, of course. It's coming up very soon, any moment, to catch up on basis. And it's good hearing from everybody. We appreciate your support. And we appreciate everybody that's listening and then be a patience that have with us. Because it's just the beginning. We just warming up. Everybody got blessed. And um, stay tuned and stay focused on the prize. And make sure you wear your mask, keep your sanitizer handy, and keep it moving. Peace. And don't forget to check us out on Instagram at So Good Podcast. Follow us on Facebook, So Good Podcast. We love you, and we will be with you next time. Peace. Take care. Welcome, everybody around the world, to So Good Podcast. Be back with a vengeance. This is June 3rd, 2020. We're living in the rough times, as you can see. Down to Minnesota, down to New York, down to Florida, down to California, all the way across the world to Australia, New Zealand. There's a lot of big things going on that we don't really want to touch on, but we have to touch on, which is George Floyd's death and the protesting and also rioting. There's a lot of big things going on right now that affects our young generation and also the future generation. And it doesn't look good. Right now we have news that, you know, the offices that was charge now second degree murder which is a lot of good news but it doesn't solve anything still but it, it takes the salt and wound on what happened in minnesota and to me everybody that's listening i wish this would have never 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 happened it sucks something like this had to happen to open up the whole world a whole wound of old history and for, for 400 plus years and i don't like what's going on you know because things like this should be avoidable if I was a police officer there, I would have stopped it. Plain and simple. Or, if I was on the job, put the man in the car and call it a day. This wouldn't be going on. We have enough going on with COVID-19 and a lot going on with people losing loved ones and a lot of people not working, a lot of people not in school, a lot of activities not being done. And it's enough stress on the world and the burden on everybody's necks literally everybody's neck and what I saw in that video is heartbreaking because I have four sons and my co-host works co-host excuse me I'm so very very um had a rough weekend that she has a lot of issues going on she has two sons also worried to death and um she might have more to speak on but this should have never happened and right now these protesters that's out there also that's not the ones protesting for Black Lives Matter and for other issues that's starting drama they need to cut it out because we know who you are and people get handpicked thank God for cameras thank God for recordings and for all these people that's out there that's in a uniform and I'm a man myself just be a man do your job take care of your kids and love your wife because a lot of officers out there don't love their wives a lot of them don't take care of their kids a lot of at the end of the day they're men behind the shield just like any other man, just like me. I pay my taxes, pay my bills, just like they do. The only difference, you have a badge and a gun. But a lot of men are no good at the end of the day. 
I'm gonna put my neck on the line for this one. A lot of the men that's out there protecting the police force, at the end of the day, they're men. And a lot of those men don't take care of their women. They're domestic too. They cheaters too. They're abusive too. And also, at the end of the day, they don't take care of their kids too. A lot of them are deadbeat dads also. So at the end of the day, a lot of men across the board, doesn't matter what your title is, they still do the same thing. And some people might not agree, but it's the same characteristics, the other man walking down the face of the earth. Same tactics, same things they do also. So they ain't no better. If you want to stress more, I could talk all day. But you know, um, hello you guys, thank you for listening. This is Lady J. And it's it's a very sad time that we're in. Like, you know, this is nothing new. Um, police brutality is nothing new. This has been going on even before Rodney King's situation. It's just that now we have the technology to actually see what's happening. You know, people across the world. I'm getting a lot of emails in Texas from people from, like, um, Senegal asking me, you know, what's going on? Somebody from Nigeria hit me up and say, oh, what, what is it that black people are doing in America that is causing such hate, you know, and such violence. And I said, we were born, you know, that's what we did wrong. We were born because none of us acts, you know, to be, to be born into the skin that we're born into or the culture of families that we're born into. Those are things that we don't choose. And since the beginning of time, since the Atlantic slave trade and before, it's just always been people hate something that is different from them, something that they can't understand or more than that, something that they fear. And that's something that I always want to stress to young black men, even women too, is that, especially the black men, you are you are in danger in America and you are looked at as a threat. And I have to tell my son over and over again, mm-hmm. you have to watch how you look. Because even though you're innocent, you're young, you're a teenager, just because you're a black uh, man-child, you are looked at as a threat. You know, the teenagers, they like to dress comfy and they like to wear hoodies and, you know, they like to just kind of slouch around. And I'm like, son, you can't wear a hoodie. And when we go to Walmart, take your hoodie off. Let them see that you're a kind person, even though it doesn't always matter. Let them see that you have a fresh shaved head. You know what I mean? That you have a Caesar, that that you're not a thug, that you're not a gangster, Mm -hmm. that... You're not looking to rob or hurt anyone. And now that we're all wearing masks, it makes us look even more dangerous. Because you know what I'm saying? It's like you don't know what this person's doing. We get a bad rep with social media. We get a bad rep with, with TV, with reality TV and how they're portraying our people. And it just looks like as African-American people, we're just all about drama and war and violence and that we're beasts and that we're not even fully 100% human. And so it's like we have to teach our kids the power of being a black man and a black woman. And we also have to teach them how they're viewed in the world because they are born innocent. They don't understand this world that we brought them into, but we have to teach them how people fear them and how their lives are in danger, especially in America. And I appreciate people from all over different countries and the Latino countries and the African countries and the European countries that are fighting for our rights right now, that are saying black lives matter, that are saying that we can't breathe and how we're standing together in unity is a start. And I, I'm thankful and I'm grateful. And for those of you who are listening across the world, I want to just let you know that so good podcast. We appreciate you standing with us and fighting towards equality in America for black people. That's a very good touch basics that you're going on with. And um, like I said, um, a lot of people right now in New York, where we from, 
Miss Newton, and also a lot of big protests. And right now, it's a big, big clash right now. It's like a movie, like I always said, we the stars in it. And we casting upon what's going on in the world today. Like I said, right now, we're trying to reopen New York. We're trying to reopen America, you know, with a lot of things. And here, we got a lot of stupid politics still. A lot of men, old men, they don't know what they're doing. Which we should have some more young people in charge. And I appreciate the young ones that's trying to tune in. And hopefully get some more of your young listeners to, to listen on what we're saying because I understand your frustration I was once your age so who's to say if I wasn't your age I wouldn't be doing what you're doing you're frustrating you're not working you're underpaid you're getting unemployment you have no schools right now you're stuck in the house so I can understand your frustration but America these are the same kids that buys your all your products all your labels all your big brands so of course now they feel like it's an opportunity to get, take what they want because they sacrifice all their pennies and dollars to buy your big brands, your Chanel's, your Louis Vuitton, your Michael Kors, your Rolex. All these things that's materialistic that these big name brands don't really respect us would take our money each and every year to make trillions. And now, now you reap what you sow. You know? Because now this is opportunities like Robin Hood. Take from the rich and give to the poor. And right now, that's what you're seeing right now. A lot of chaos. And you know what? Some of the people that's out there protesting want chaos. Because we're seeing a lot of things. People have bricks on the side in every state. Which is looking suspect. People are woke now. People are very sensitive to a lot of these matters and sick of it. Like, you know, everybody just want to see things play out with their family. You know, have a good life. To enjoy life to the very end of their life. Without no drama. And we still stuck in 1800s. And this is bullshit. That's true. And at the end of the day, you know, who's to say who's a perfect man? Because you ask me, a lot of men do wrong. A lot of women do wrong. All different ethnic backgrounds. And the law should be the law for everybody across the board. Enough of this old, old news. Get over it. Yeah, get over it. And a lot of people, you know, sometimes Caucasians will tell, you know, African Americans that we ought to get over you know, what it is that we've been doing in our history. But that's something that we're also saying to you. You know, get over the old way of thinking that you're superior. Either race, whether you're African-American or whether you're Caucasian-American, neither one of us is superior. God created us all equal. And until we start realizing that there's only one race, and that's the human race, we are always going to fight. We are always going to be against each other. Always. We are always going to be against each other. Because... Someone is always going to feel entitlement. Someone's always going to feel superior. Someone's always going to feel like, mm-hmm. you know, they're ahead. You know, whether it's educationally, whether it's just your race. Uh, sometimes they use credit too as as a source of making one more inferior to others. Those are different ways. Those are different ways of discrimination to separate and segregate us. I seen on Facebook the other day, someone said that segregation is the answer. To separate us, let us live separate lives, separate places, and build and grow. But the fact of the matter is, nobody's going to allow that. Because even if the blacks did go somewhere and build their own, the Caucasians is going to come and start to steal and wreak havoc, just like they did in the Black Wall Street. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's jealousy and envy. You can't build. And then it's even hard to build amongst your own. Because then there's jealousy and envy within our own. I agree. 
ethnic background. We don't trust each other. You know, like when it comes to uh, black people riding black businesses. Now, don't get me wrong. I see Caucasian faces. I see that those are the, the aggressors when it comes to this rioting. But for some, I'm only going to speak for New York. For some, I see some Afro-American children, youth, you know, young adults going and terrorizing and, and breaking down black-owned businesses. And that right there is just another sign of, like, our own self-hate for each other. Like, why are we breaking down our own community? Why are we ripping down our own stuff that we built? Sense. You know what I'm saying? Our grandparents. Well, this is for us to have jobs, for, for families to grow and everything like that. Like, we, we can't grow. We can't have anything if we're working against each other and fighting against each other. Absolutely right. I agree with you. Every bit of what you said, you know, right now, Ford Road is not being looted. Thank and God. a lot of stuff is petty, you know. I understand you want to make things happen and still and get the latest things and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, when you get caught, you're doing some big time away from your families, you know, for the whole summer, you being away for jail for the holidays. And where all these young people parents at, you know, a lot of stuff like that is... Where the um, home training at? Where the fathers and mothers, the grandmothers and aunts and uncles? Where these kids come from? Definitely not all from Manhattan. A lot of them live in the outer boroughs. Um, that means these kids was probably doing other things out there that was not good. They was coming from other states too. They said some people that were arrested wasn't even from New York. Wow, that's deep. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people was going to Minnesota at the same time also. So you see, it's, it's already planned. Kids know the social media game more than the cops. And and I believe in fighting back. I believe in fighting back. I believe in war. Um, what I don't believe in is tearing up your own things. Your I own don't, community. Yeah, I don't believe in breaking breaking what we've built, you know, because we're all trying to make it. I seen um a video on Facebook. It was an old video, I think back in Rodney, Rodney King when they were rioting and this this African American hey. elderly guy was crying. And he was like, why tear up my stuff? He was like, I come from the hood like you. I'm just trying to make it like you, you know? Like, we, we have to look at one another seriously as brother and sister, as family. Like, you seeing a little bit of unity happening around us. You know, we go outside. Mm-hmm. We say hello to each other. We embrace each other more. But we need to keep this up. Don't let this thing die down after the rioting stops and after the protests stop. Don't let the love stop. Don't let the unity between black people stop. Because if we start seeing each other as equal and family and we start really loving each other, then we could actually build and grow. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I feel like we are the only ethnic group that um, will rather go outside and build with somebody else than ourselves. We trust other people more than we trust ourselves. And I think that has added to why we are treated the way we're treated, why we're disrespected the way we're disrespected and murdered in broad daylight like like animals. Because people look at mm. us like the lowest podium. Like, we don't even love ourselves. We don't even respect ourselves, let alone, you know, having mm. somebody outside respect us. I think we need to really work on self-love and, and family and building each other up. Yeah, you know, right now, George Floyd family, God bless them. And um, every other family member that's in that family... I hope that you get justice served and, you know, you will sue them. And, of course, money don't bring your money. Don't bring anybody back at all. But God bless his son and daughter without a father. And Father's Day is coming up, Mm, which mm, sucks, mm. in a couple of weeks. And this man, which is the monster who took this man's life, he should suffer behind bars the rest of his life. What you did was open a can of worms to the whole world to understand how justified this place is. 
it's so simple that adults, you know, you would think we can get it together as adults and come to one solution and common ground. So simple. This is not teenage and children stuff, but adults. We come to a common ground in the country, but we can't even fix our own backyard, but we go to other countries and try to fix things, mm-hmm. which is horrible. That's one thing I always didn't understand about America. Like, you know, we're always in other people's business. I see a lot of people on social media want to build orphanage and donate to all these different countries as if we don't have the poor and hungry here, as if we don't have the homeless here. And, you know, you have to fix home before you can fix somebody else's home. That's just a fact of the matter. So, black people, we got to continue loving ourselves and fixing ourselves. We got to respect ourselves and get rid of this slave mentality. You know, get rid of all of this different conditioning that has been happening to us over the 400 and something years that we've been basically enslaved in this country. And now we we dealing with the uh, mental the mental health issues from slavery. We're dealing with, you know, the separations of families. Women are being used to living in a household without the men. Men are easily to walk away from their family. We are messing up the family structure. And the black family is falling and we're dying because of that. That's why we're at the hand. That's one of the reasons why we're at the hand of the enemy. That's why the enemy has his foot on our neck. Because we're not united and we don't stand together as a family. I agree with you on that one, and it's, it's, like I said, it's very sad what we're coming through. I would say as a black male and a lot of black fathers, please start taking care of your children and try to raise them up right and learn from your mistakes and not to be preaching all this all this whole podcast, but try to make things amends with your, you know, your kid's mother or whoever's in your life that has their kids. Try to come into their life and try not to have another episode like this, hopefully. But like I said, that should have never happened on his part. And the men, the other police officers that was with him, you should have never let it get that far. Now you lost your pension, your job, you lost everything. Even the guy lost his wife. And like you said, it shouldn't have let it get this far. Like, hold each other accountable. For everybody, I'm I'm thankful for the girl who was recording, but I'm also angry. I'm also angry that, like, everybody's recording, everybody's so scared. I don't want to jump in because I don't want it to be me. We got to come together with forces and numbers. You know what I mean? Like, we need to come together in numbers. Everybody afraid of getting lynched or getting killed. But sometimes you do. You have to die for what you believe in. And we got to love each other enough that we are willing to die for each other. Like, it can't. we can't just sit there and watch somebody getting murdered and all we're doing is videotaping. Like, we can't do that. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. It's just really hurtful. And I do, I, I pray for the little girl. You know, Floyd's daughter and everything. I don't know too much about his son. I haven't heard about him in the media much. But I pray for his six-year-old daughter, for her healing in this situation, for the comfort of the family. You know, that's one of our fathers that they took from us. Like, I, I seen a quote. They laugh at us for being fatherless, but they're killing our fathers. And like you said, this is the month of Father's Day. We do uh, celebrate mm-hmm. fathers this month. And I just really sent an extra prayer out to the men. Like, us women, we are also being murdered. We are also being murdered. But this month, as we recognize Father's Day, I just really send an extra prayer out for the men and the, um, the young boys that there can be more advocacy. There could be more mentorship. There could be more um, family just sticking together and learning mm-hmm. at this point and teaching. And if for whatever reason the father's absent from death or whatever case may be, then they need that's where mentorship need to step in. That's when uncles need to step in. That's when grandfathers need to step in. 
you know, and be there for these young boys to help them to become men because society is making our men feminine. You know, the media is taking away the masculinity of the black man. And we need to fight against all of that. It, there's more than one war that we're fighting here in America. Yeah, that's a very touchy subject. We know that goes along in hip-hop and also down the lines, you know, running into a lot of streets in America, how they betray a lot of males. And what I got to say is, you know, everybody that's out there, you know, protesting, I, I commend you for stopping the bad guys. I commend you for not looting certain stores, you know. Things have been damaged already throughout the whole country. The damage been done. You prove your point. It's time to move on now, you know. And for the guys that, you know, is out there, you loot it, enjoy it. But at the end of the day, did you earn it? You know, but some people don't have a conscience. Some people don't have no feelings. But would you do that in a normal business day? Would you loot like that? I understand you want to find the things in life, like the rich people. But at the end of the day, we need to... Be careful, because after a while you get caught for this, now you have a jail record. You don't want to be a lame duck with no future with a, a jail record. And back to the protests, I appreciate out there protesting. Maybe me and her will protest when we get out there, because I know we busy as parents, and uh, they're busy trying to send a message. But at the end of the day, I'm 45, and I've seen a lot. World Trade Center, Rodney King before that, Hurricane Katrina, Oklahoma City bombing. I've seen a lot of things. There's a storm. You can go with that. Panama, Panama, everything. You know, World Trade Center. I've seen a lot of things. I want to see the crack era, the AIDS era. America been through so much. When will this stop? When will this make things better? You know, because this is getting out of hand. Wicked people that's out there. You have your certain feelings on how America should be or whatever. I don't know what world you're living in. They should shoot you out of somewhere out of Pluto. You know, because you have people in mind, the young generation don't want this racism racism problem at all. Their favorite rapper is black. Their favorite actor might be black. Their best friend might be black. They're in the nightclubs enjoying each other to the music. And their friends is black and Asian and Latin and everything else in between that. The white supremacists, I would say that, don't like. But enough is enough. This is what the world we live in. And a lot of people from other countries including Americans that was at there set the tone for others that came into this country to do better. You know, because without our ancestors, we wouldn't be knowing the people from other countries to come here to do better. So at the end of the day, all this shit must stop. Excuse my language. All this stuff must stop because at the end of the day, we're looking real horrible and bad reflections that other countries are looking at us. Bad politics. People don't know how to get along. We look real bad in America right now. We owe China millions of dollars, trillions of dollars. Can't even find a vaccination or occur for this COVID-19. And it's a shame that black people are feeling more... This is a horrible time in Black people are feeling more free in foreign countries like Thailand and the Philippines. And, you know, and certain part of Asia, even though we see what happened with the Nigerians when it came to COVID and stuff like that, or just the Africans in general. But black people are feeling more free in countries like Malaysia. They're feeling like race is not so much hated. Like, it it may be, you know, you might get somebody that want to touch your skin or touch your hair, because we've experienced that in Cancun, me and my daughter. My daughter in particular, 
she experienced the Mexican people wanting to touch her hair and touch her skin because they had never seen someone that looked the way she looked. But at the same time, I prefer somebody being uh, flabbergasted over my exotic African features than to just straight hate you and want to kill you and lynch you like you're an animal. Like, it's just, it's just not right. We're human. We're not animals. We're human beings and we're from God. Just like a Caucasian person, which that could be argued, but my belief is that we all are brother and sister and we all are human beings and we all are related in some way. And if that is the truth and that is the fact, then we just need more love. And I think that's the only thing that is going to heal America. Protesting is good. Marching is okay. Uh, war is good. But I feel like the only thing that's going to heal America is when people start truly, truly, truly falling in love with themselves and loving each other and accepting each other for who they are. We have deep-rooted hate. We've been raised into this system. I was raised into the system of racism. But you you got to come to a time like where these youth is at right now. They they don't really want to hear it, like International said. They they really don't want to continue the, the route of their grandparents. And I didn't continue the route of mine. My grandmother that raised me came up during the time of segregation. And she didn't like uh, multiracial situations. And she was, like, really into, like, just pro-black. And she was prejudiced. But I don't, I don't live my life like that. I don't teach my kids like that. So we have to make a conscious decision how we're going to move forward. We can't change the mind of these elderly people. But we're in control now. Even though, like International said, the president, the governors, all of them are are elderly people, but their time is slowly passing along. We're setting the tone for our future right now. We're setting the tone for the children, the generation coming up underneath us. What legacy are we going to leave them? Are we going to continue the patterns of the past, or are we going to move forward in love? Yes, because um, a lot of this right now, this is a harsh year. It started out, you know, with Kobe Bryant and COVID-19 and straight this George Floyd incident in Minnesota is just this is like a horrible year I never had a bad year in my life since breaking up with exes doesn't even matter I don't care if I was kicked out to the street from my apartment or lost a job but this is this is on another level and um it's like an anarchy it's like a martial law is about to start you know this is something you see in the movies this is this is it's like a bad dream and you're waking up and at the end of the day, we still go out, gotta go out there and still make a living and see the news and see the propaganda that, that a lot of these news stations are doing and a lot of newspapers and a lot of stuff that you might see on Facebook and Instagram. It's a lot of stuff that's false documents and fake news and a lot of stuff is hyped up. And there's a, like I said, people are awoke. People are tired, awoke. People are angry. And the young generation is not having it across the board of all different nations. It doesn't even matter. A lot of people was definitely tired of it. Very frustrated, the young generation. Took us out of school. They don't know if this is set up. They don't know if this is propaganda. They thinking like, hey, this 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 is this is not real. We gonna get ours. We only don't know how long we live in. We don't know if we gonna die today or tomorrow. So that's how this generation think. Then you're killing us in the streets. So you know what? It's gonna be they thinking eye for eye sooner or later. I take the jail rap. I take whatever you handed to me, and I'll be back out. 
because this is not fair. Life ain't fair. Well, she not to be this way. But you know what? Everything come back 360 degrees. And every dog had their day. And people have to sit back and watch. Because things will change. It will finally change, I think, with my heart and soul. Things will finally change. It's sad that people have to die. People out there around the world had to see it. Now the spotlight is on America now. The whole world see it like, wow, I've been exposed. Now I got to change. You got no choice but to change. Because you've been exposed. You've been exposed to all the criminal acts and all the blindfold that you've been doing and all the privilege. And the world is seeing that this is not America of the free, you know. Freedom is to a certain degree. Because here, everything, every freedom, every liberty that we have, we pay with our blood, sweat, and tears, and we die. One foot out, one foot in. You know, I take care of my kids. But if you don't pay your taxes, you don't pay your child support, you're in jail. You don't do certain things. You have to straight on straight lateral line to everything in the society and the system. So I'm not even teaching my kids. You Especially if your skin like is a brown. Tight rope. You're on a tightrope. Especially if your skin is brown. Because they say that the laws apply to all of us. But you can see a Caucasian person doing something and see a African person doing something where it both looks innocent. But when it comes to the African male, it does not, it's not viewed the same. Like, for instance, I was watching the news today and they were showing an autistic Caucasian child playing, um, what was he doing? Like, listening to music. Mm-hmm. He was doing the music. He's DJing. And we're like, oh, that's cute. I'm like, let that happen in a black community. The cops would be coming here ASAP, closing it down. Everybody needs to go in the house. This is COVID. You know, but because he's a Caucasian male, it looks innocent and cute. You know, and then they say, oh, he's autistic. We have a lot of uh, black males that are autistic. But they're mm-hmm. not treated like no special anything. They're still being arrested. They're still being booked. And they're still being detained. As if they're some type of criminal, just because they have some type of learning disability or some type of um, social disability or whatever the case may be. So we're not the same. Like we we are the same as far as like human nature, mm-hmm. but we're not the same in this in this America. And that is what we need to be fighting towards. We need to be fighting towards equality, where you can see the black boy and the Caucasian boy and realize. That they are both on the same level. Don't look at this 15-year-old kid and say, oh, well, he's a gangster. He's a killer. And look at this 15 Caucasian kid and say, well, you know, he's just a kid. Our kids don't never get to just be kids. And that's the part that, that we're fighting for. That's the part that hurts us as mothers and as fathers is because our babies, our children that we know, are not considered babies and children in, in this society. And on this note, I just hope right now, brothers and sisters out there, that's in the struggle. You're not alone. You know, I'm a veteran out there, and I'm old, you know, always going to hold things accountable. You know, I don't take things in vain because, you know, we got to pass the torch to our young ones. All I have to say right now, we got to hang in there with the struggle because we have a long way to go, and we're going to fight this to the very end. We're going to take our blood and death of us because, you know what? This got to stop because if the shoe was on the other foot, would black people do that too? Our own Caucasian brothers and sisters. Exactly. But we want to do that to y'all. Exactly. I don't think that one black cop would do that to somebody of another counterpart that's another race. I don't think so. And if they did, you know what happened to that cop? About a year ago, he actually killed a white woman. He went to jail right away. No if and buts. But like I said, with this country, things got to change. The door's open now, wide open. No turning back. 
This is a bad year for America. And now you got to reap what you sow. Because right now things is coming to light. And things got to change. Got no choice. And things have to get worse before they get better. And I don't think 2020 is bad. I think this is the year of exposure. I feel like this is the year where God is busting everything wide open. Everything must be seen. There's no more hiding in the dark. There's no more blindfolds. There's no more um, darkness. Everything is being shown, whether it be war on disease, war on, um, on the color of our skin. Everybody's seeing America for what we are and what it really is. The whole world is seeing this country, country of liberty, and the people for what it is. And us, so um, good podcast, we fight with you. We stand with you, you know, and we're there. Any comments? No. You can look for us when I... Yeah, we have social media account. We have Instagram, so good podcast. We have Facebook, so good podcast. Um, we appreciate everybody's support. And um, we're going to be stuck on this topic again the rest of this week because we're going to put out another one. I know we don't usually put things out fast, but we will. We're definitely going to put another one out, you know, as soon as possible because this topic right now is very touchy and it's not going anywhere. I want to thank everybody for just listening and giving us our support because we're going to bring some more to the table to this topic and other topics around the world. Definitely continue to listen, continue to share, continue to comment. And definitely, um, right now with COVID, everybody's locked in. Definitely look for my book, Layers. My ministry is my, my misery is my ministry by Drew Montgomery Lewis. You can find it on Amazon um, bookstore. So everybody have a blessed night. We love you. Stay blessed up, stay prayed up, and stay safe. Peace. Welcome, everybody around the world to So Good Podcast. Be back with a vengeance. This is June 3rd, 2020. We're living in the rough times, as you can see. Down to Minnesota, down to New York, down to Florida, down to California, all the way across the world to Australia, New Zealand. There's a lot of big things going on that we don't really want to touch on, but we have to touch on, which is George Floyd's death and the protesting and also rioting. There's a lot of big things going on right now that affects our young generation and also the future generation. And it doesn't look good. Right now we have news that, you know, the officers that was charged, now second degree murder, which is a lot of good news, but it doesn't solve anything still. But it, it takes the salt and wound out what happened in Minnesota. And to me, everybody that's listening, I wish this would have never, 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 never happened. It sucks. Something like this had to happen to open up the whole world, a whole womb of old history and for, for 400 plus years. And I don't like what's going on, you know, because things like this should be avoidable. If I was a police officer there, I would have stopped it. Plain and simple. Or if I was on the job, put the man in the car and call it a day. This wouldn't be going on. We have enough going on with COVID-19. And a lot going on with people losing loved ones. And a lot of people not working. A lot of people not in school. A lot of activities not being done. And it's enough stress on the world and the burden on everybody's necks. Literally, everybody's neck. And what I saw in that video is heartbreaking because I have four sons. And my co-host works. Co-host, excuse me. I'm so very, very, um, had a rough weekend that she has a lot of issues going on. She has two sons also worried to death. 
And um, she might have more to speak on, but this should have never happened. And right now, these protesters that's out there also, that's not the ones protesting for Black Lives Matter and for other issues that's starting drama. They need to cut it out because we know who you are and people get handpicked. Thank God for cameras. Thank God for recordings. And for all these people that's out there that's in a uniform, and I'm a man myself, just be a man, do your job, take care of your kids, and love your wife. Because a lot of officers out there don't love their wives. A lot of them don't take care of their kids. A lot of them, at the end of the day, they're men behind the shield. Just like any other man, just like me. I pay my taxes, pay my bills, just like they do. The only difference, give a badge and a gun. But a lot of men are no good at the end of the day. I'm gonna put my neck on the line for this one. A lot of the men that's out there protecting the police force, at the end of the day, they are men. And a lot of those men don't take care of their women. They're domestic too. They cheaters too. They're abusive too. And also, at the end of the day, they don't take care of their kids too. A lot of them are deadbeat dads also. So at the end of the day, a lot of men across the board, doesn't matter what your title is, they still do the same thing. And some people might not agree, but it's the same characteristics, the other man walking down the face of the earth. Same tactics, same things they do also. So they ain't no better. If you want to stress more, I could talk all day. But you know, um, hello you guys, thank you for listening. This is Lady J. And it's it's a very sad time that we're in. Like, you know, this is nothing new. Um Police brutality is nothing new. This has been going on even before Rodney King's situation. It's just that now we have the technology to actually see what's happening. You know, people across the world, I'm getting a lot of emails in Texas from people from like um, Senegal asking me, you know, what's going on? Somebody from Nigeria hit me up and say, oh, what, what is it that black people are doing in America that is causing such hate, you know, and such violence? And I said, we were born. You know, that's what we did wrong. We were born. Because none of us acts, you know, to be to be born into the skin that we're born into or the culture of families that we're born into. Those are things that we don't choose. And since the beginning of time, since the Atlantic slave trade and before, it's just always been people hate something that is different from them, something that they can't understand, or more than that, something that they fear. And that's something that I always want to stress to young black men, even women too, is that especially the black men, you are, you are in danger in America and you are looked at as a threat. And I have to tell my son over and over again, Mm -hmm. you have to watch how you look because even though you're innocent, you're young, you're a teenager, just because you're a black uh, man child, you are looked at as a threat. You know, the teenagers, they like to dress comfy and they like to wear hoodies and, you know, they like to just kind of slouch around. And I'm like, son, you can't wear a hoodie. And when we go to Walmart, Take your hoodie off. Let them see that you're a kind person, even though it doesn't always matter. Let them see that you have a fresh shaved head. You know what I mean? That you have a Caesar, that that you're not a thug, that you're not a gangster, Mm -hmm. that you're not looking to rob or hurt anyone. And now that we're all wearing masks, it makes us look even more dangerous. Because you know what I'm saying? It's like you don't know what this person's doing. We get a bad rep with social media. We get a bad rep with, with TV, with reality TV and how they're portraying our people. And it just looks like, as African-American people, we're just all about drama and war and violence and that we're beasts and that we're not even fully 100% human. And so it's like we have to teach our kids the power of being a black man and a black woman, and we also have to teach them 
how they're viewed in the world because they are born innocent. They don't understand this world that we brought them into, but we have to teach them how people fear them and how their lives are in danger, especially in America. And I appreciate people from all over different countries and the Latino countries and the African countries and the European countries that are fighting for our rights right now, that are saying black lives matter, that are saying that we can't breathe and how we're standing together in unity is a start. And I'm thankful and I'm grateful. And for those of you who are listening across the world, I want to just let you know that So Good Podcast, we appreciate you standing with us and fighting towards equality in America for black people. That's a very good touch basics that you're going on with. And um, like I said, um, a lot of people right now in New York, where we from, is looting. And also a lot of big protests. And right now, it's a big, big clash right now. It's like a movie, like I always said, we the stars in it. And we casting upon what's going on in the world today. Like I said, right now, we're trying to reopen New York. We're trying to reopen America, you know, with a lot of things. And here, we got a lot of stupid politics still. A lot of men, old men, they don't know what they're doing. But we should have more young people in charge. And I appreciate the young ones that's trying to tune in. Hopefully get some more of your young listeners to, to listen on what we're saying. Because I understand your frustration. I was once your age. So who's to say if I wasn't your age, I wouldn't be doing what you're doing. You're frustrating. You're not working. You're underpaid. You're getting unemployment. You have no schools right now. You're stuck in the house. So I can understand your frustration. But America, these are the same kids that buy your, all your products, all your labels, all your big brands. So, of course, now they feel like it's an opportunity to get, take what they want. Because they sacrifice all their pennies and dollars to buy your big brands, your Chanel's, your Louis Vuitton, your Michael Kors, your Rolex. All these things that's materialistic that these big name brands don't really respect us. We'll take our money each and every year to make trillions. And now, now you reap what you sow, you know? Because now this is opportunities like Robin Hood. Take from the rich and give to the poor. And right now, that's what you're seeing right now, a lot of chaos. And you know what? Some of the people that's out there protesting want chaos because we're seeing a lot of things. People have bricks on the side in every state, which is looking suspect. People are woke now. People are very sensitive to a lot of these matters and sick of it. Like, you know, everybody just want to see things play out with their family, you know, have a good life, to enjoy life to the very end of their life without no drama. And we still stuck in 1800s. And this is bullshit. That's true. And at the end of the day, you know, who's to say who's a perfect man? Because you ask me, a lot of men do wrong, a lot of women do wrong, all different ethnic backgrounds. And the law should be the law for everybody across the board. Enough of this old, old news. Get over it. Yeah, get over it. And a lot of people, you know, sometimes Caucasians will tell, you know, African Americans that we ought to get over, you know, what it is that we've been through in our history. But that's something that we're also saying to you, you know, get over the old way of thinking that you're superior, either race, whether you're African American or whether you're Caucasian American, neither one of us is superior. God created us all equal. And until we start realizing that there's only one race, and that's the human race, we are always going to fight. We are always going to be against each other. Always. We are always going to be against each other. Because someone is always going to feel entitlement. Someone is always going to feel superior. Someone's always going to feel like, mm-hmm. you know, they're ahead. 
you know, whether it's educationally, whether it's just your race, uh, sometimes they use credit too as, as a source of making one more inferior to others. Those are different ways. Those are different ways of discrimination to separate and segregate us. I seen on Facebook the other day, someone said that segregation is the answer. To separate us, let us live separate lives, separate places, and build and grow. But the, the fact of the matter is, nobody's going to allow that. Because even if the blacks did go somewhere and build their own, the Caucasians is going to come and start to steal and wreak havoc, that, just like they did in the Black Wall Street. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's jealousy and envy. You can't build. And then it's even hard to build amongst your own. Because then there's jealousy and envy within our own I agree. ethnic background. We don't trust each other. You know, like, when it comes to uh, black people riding black businesses. Now, don't get me wrong. I see Caucasian faces. I see that those are the, the aggressors when it comes to this rioting. But for some, I'm only going to speak for New York. For some, I see some Afro-American children youth, you know, young adults going and terrorizing and and breaking down black owned businesses. And that right there is just another sign of like our own self hate for each other. Like, why are we breaking down our own community? Why are we ripping down our own stuff that we build? You know what I'm saying? Our grandparents. Well, this is for us to have jobs, for for families to grow and everything like that. Like, we we can't grow. We can't have anything if we're working against each other and fighting against each other. Absolutely right. I agree with you. Every bit of what you said. You know, right now, Fordham Road is not being looted. And a lot of stuff is petty, you know. I understand you want to make things happen and steal and get the latest things and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, when you get caught, you're doing some big time away from your families. You know, for the whole summer, you're being away for jail for the holidays. And where all these young people parents at? You know, a lot of stuff like that is... Where the um, home training at? Where the fathers and mothers, the grandmothers and aunts and uncles? Where these kids come from? Definitely not all from Manhattan. A lot of them live in the outer boroughs. Um, that means these kids was probably doing other things out there that was not good. They was coming from other states too. They said some people that were arrested wasn't even from New York. Wow, that's deep. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people was going to Minnesota at the same time also. So you see, it's, it's already planned. Kids know the social media game more than the cops. And and I believe in fighting back. I believe in fighting back. I believe in war. Um, what I don't believe in is tearing up your own things. Your I own don't, community. Yeah, I don't believe in breaking breaking what we built, you know, because we're all trying to make it. I seen um a video on Facebook. It was an old video, I think back in Rodney, Rodney King, when they were rioting and this this African American hey. elderly guy was crying. And he was like, why tear up my stuff? He was like, I come from the hood like you. I'm just trying to make it like you, you know? Like, we, we have to look at one another seriously as brother and sister, as family. Like, you seeing a little bit of unity happening around us. You know, we go outside. Mm-hmm. We say hello to each other. We embrace each other more. But we need to keep this up. Don't let this thing die down after the rioting stops and after the protests stop. Don't let the love stop. Don't let the unity between black people stop. Because if we start seeing each other as equal and family and we start really loving each other, then we could actually build and grow. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I feel like we are the only ethnic group that um, will rather go outside and build with somebody else than ourselves. We trust other people more than we trust ourselves. And I think that 
has added to why we are treated the way we're treated, why we're disrespected the way we're disrespected and murdered in broad daylight like like animals. Because people look at us like the lowest podium, like we don't even love ourselves. We don't even respect ourselves, let alone, you know, having somebody outside respect us. I think we need to really work on self-love and family and building each other up. Yeah, you know, right now, George Floyd family, God bless them. And um, every other family member that's in that family, I hope that you get justice served and, you know, you will sue them. And, of course, money don't bring your money, don't bring anybody back at all. But God bless his son and daughter without a father. And Father's Day is coming up, Mm, which mm, sucks, mm. in a couple of weeks. And this man, which is the monster who took this man's life, he should suffer behind bars the rest of his life. What you did was open a can of worms to the whole world to understand how to justify this place. It's so simple that adults, you know, you would think we can get it together as adults and come to one solution and common ground. So simple. This is not teenage and children stuff, but adults. We come to a common ground in the country, but we can't even fix our own backyard, but we go to other countries and try to fix things. Uh-huh. Which is horrible. That's one thing I always didn't understand about America. Like, you know, we're always in other people's business. I see a lot of people on social media want to build orphanage and donate to all these different countries. As if we don't have the poor and hungry here. As if we don't have the homeless here. And, you know, you have to fix home before you can fix somebody else's home. That's just a fact of the matter. So, black people, we got to continue loving ourselves and fixing ourselves. We got to respect ourselves and get rid of this slave mentality. You know, get rid of all of this different conditioning that has been happening to us over the 400 and something years that we've been basically enslaved in this country. And now we we dealing with the uh, mental the mental health issues from slavery. We're dealing with, you know, the separations of families. Women are being used to living in a household without the men. Men are easily to walk away from their family. We are messing up the family structure and the black family is falling and we're dying because of that that's why we're at the that's one of the reasons why we're at the hand of the enemy that's why the enemy has his foot on our neck because we're not united and we don't stand together as a family i agree with you on that one and it's, it's like i said it's very sad what we're coming through i would say as a black male and a lot of black fathers please start taking care of your children and Try to raise them up right and learn from your mistakes and not to be preaching all this all this whole podcast, but try to make things amends with your, you know, your kid's mother or whoever's in your life that has their kids. Try to come into their life and try not to have another episode like this, hopefully. But like I said, that should have never happened on his part. And the men, the other police officers that was with him, you should have never let it get that far. Now you lost your pension, your job, you lost everything. Even the guy lost his wife. And like you said, it shouldn't look at this far. Like, hold each other accountable. For everybody, I'm I'm thankful for the girl who was recording, but I'm also angry. I'm also angry that, like, everybody's recording. Everybody's so scared. I don't want to jump in because I don't want it to be me. We got to come together with forces and numbers. You know what I mean? Like, we need to come together in numbers. Everybody afraid of getting lynched or getting killed. But sometimes you do. you have to die for what you believe in. And we got to love each other enough that we are willing to die for each other. Like, it can't, we can't just sit there and watch somebody getting murdered and all we're doing is videotaping. Like, we can't do that. 
You know what I mean? Um, it's just really hurtful. And I do, I, I pray for the little girl, you know, Floyd's daughter and everything. I don't know too much about his son. I haven't heard about him in the media much. But I pray for his six-year-old daughter, for her healing in this situation, for the comfort of the family. You know, that's one of our fathers that they took from us. Like I, I seen a quote, they laugh at us for being fatherless, but they're killing our fathers. And like you said, this is the month of Father's Day. We do uh, celebrate fathers mm-hmm. this month. And I just really send an extra prayer out to the men. Like us women, we are also being murdered. We are also being murdered. But this month, as we recognize Father's Day, I just really send an extra prayer out for the men and the, um, the young boys that there can be more advocacy, there could be more mentorship, there could be more um, family just sticking together and learning mm-hmm. at this point and teaching. And if for whatever reason the father's absent from death or whatever case may be, then they need that's where mentorship need to step in. That's when uncles need to step in. That's when grandfathers need to step in, you know, and be there for these young boys to help them to become men because society is making our men feminine. You know, the media is taking away the masculinity of the black man. And we need to fight against all of that. It, there's more than one war that we're fighting here in America. Yeah, that's a touchy subject. We know that goes along in hip-hop and also down the lines, you know, running into a lot of streets in America. How they betray a lot of males. And what I got to say is, you know, everybody that's out there, you know, protesting, I, I commend you for stopping the bad guys. I commend you for not looting certain stores, you know. Things have been damaged already throughout the whole country. The damage been done. You prove your point. It's time to move on now, you know. And for the guys that, you know, is out there, you looted, enjoy it. But at the end of the day, did you earn it? You know, but some people don't have a conscience. Some people don't have no feelings. But would you do that on a normal business day? Would you loot like that? I understand you want to find the things in life, like the rich people. At the end of the day, we need to be careful, because after a while you get caught for this, now you have a jail record. You don't want to be a lame duck with no future, with a, a jail record. And back to the protests, I appreciate you out there protesting. Maybe me and her will protest when we get out there, because I know we're busy as parents, and uh, they're busy trying to send a message. But at the end of the day, I'm 45, and I've seen a lot. World Trade Center, Rodney King before that, Hurricane Katrina, Oklahoma City bombing. I've seen a lot of things. There's a storm, you can go with that, Panama, Panama, everything. You know, World Trade Center, I've seen a lot of things. I want to see The crack quality. era, the AIDS era. America been through so much. When will this stop? When will this make things better? You know, because this is getting out of hand. Wicked people that's out there, you have your certain feelings on how America should be or whatever. I don't know what world you're living in. They should shoot you out of somewhere out of Pluto. You know, because your people mind, the young generation don't want this racism racism problem at all. Their favorite rapper is black. Their favorite actor might be black. Their best friend might be black. They're in the nightclubs enjoying each other to the music. And their friends is black and Asian and Latin and everything else in between that the white supremacists, I would say that, don't like, but enough is enough. This is what the world we live in. And a lot of people from other countries, including Americans that was at there, set the tone for others that came into this country to do better. You know, because without our ancestors, we wouldn't be knowing the people from other countries to come here to do better. So at the end of the day, all this shit must stop. 
excuse my language, all this stuff must stop because at the end of the day, we're looking real horrible, bad reflections that other countries are looking at us. Bad politics, people don't know how to get along. We look real bad in America right now. We owe China millions of dollars, trillions of dollars. Can't even find a vaccination or a cure for this COVID-19. And it's a shame that black people are feeling more... This is a horrible time in Black people are feeling more free in foreign countries like Thailand and the Philippines and, you know, and certain part of Asia, even though we see what happened with the Nigerians when it came to COVID and stuff like that, or just the Africans in general. But black people are feeling more free in countries like Malaysia. They're feeling like race is not so much hated. Like, it, it may be, you know, you might get somebody that want to touch your skin or touch your hair. Because we've experienced that in Cancun, me and my daughter. My daughter in particular, she experienced the Mexican people wanting to touch her hair and touch her skin. Because they had never seen someone that looked the way she looked. But at the same time, I prefer somebody being uh, flabbergasted over my exotic African features than to just straight hate you and want to kill you and lynch you like you're an animal. Like, it's just, it's just not right. We're human. We're not animals. We're human beings and we're from God. Just like a Caucasian person, which that could be argued, but my belief is that we all are brother and sister and we all are human beings and we all are related in some way. And if that is the truth and that is a fact, then we just need more love. And I think that's the only thing that is going to heal America. Protesting is good. Marching is okay. Uh, war is good. But I feel like the only thing that's going to heal America is when people start truly, truly, truly falling in love with themselves and loving each other and accepting each other for who they are. We have deep-rooted hate. We've been raised into this system. I was raised into the system of racism. But you do got to come to a time like where these youth is at right now. They, they don't really want to hear it, like International said. They they really don't want to continue the, the route of their grandparents. And I didn't continue the route of mine. My grandmother that raised me came up during the time of segregation. And she didn't like uh, multiracial situations. And she was, like, really into, like, just pro-black. And she was prejudiced. But I don't, I don't live my life like that. I don't teach my kids like that. So we have to make a conscious decision how we're going to move forward. We can't change the mind of these elderly people, but we're in control now. Even though, like International said, the president, the governors, all of them are are elderly people, but their time is slowly passing along. We're setting the tone for our future right now. We're setting the tone for the children, that, the generation coming up underneath us. What legacy are we going to leave them? Are we going to continue the patterns of the past, or are we going to move forward in love? Yes, because I'm a lot of this right now. This is a harsh year. It started out, you know, with Kobe Bryant and COVID-19 and straight this George Floyd incident in Minnesota. It's just, this is like a horrible year. I never had a bad year in my life since breaking up with exes. This doesn't even matter. I don't care if I was kicked out to the street in my apartment or lost a job. But this is, this is on another level. And um, it's like an anarchy. It's like a martial law is about to start, you know. This is something you see in the movies. This is this is it's like a bad dream, and you're waking up. And at the end of the day, we still go out, gotta go out there and still make a living and see the news and see the propaganda that, that a lot of these news stations are doing. 
in a lot of newspapers and in a lot of stuff that you might see on Facebook and Instagram. It's a lot of stuff that's false documents and fake news. And a lot of stuff is hyped up. And there's a, like I said, people are awoke. People are tired, awoke. People are angry. And the young generation is not having it. Across the board of all different nations. It doesn't even matter. A lot of people was definitely tired of it. Very frustrated the young generation. Took us out of school. They don't know if this is set up. They don't know if this is propaganda. They thinking like, hey, this 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 is this is not real. We gonna get ours. We only don't know how long we live in. We don't know if we're gonna die today or tomorrow. So that's how this generation think. And then you're killing us in the streets. So you know what? It's gonna be they thinking eye for eye sooner or later. I take the jail rap. I take whatever you handed to me. And I'll be back out. Because this is not fair. Life ain't fair. Well, it should not to be this way. But you know what? Everything come back 360 degrees. And every dog had their day. And people have to sit back and watch. Because things will change. It will finally change, I think. In my heart and soul, things will finally change. It's sad that people have to die. People have to around the world have to see it. Now the spotlight is on America now. The whole world see it. Like, wow, I've been exposed. Now I gotta change. You got no choice but to change. Because you've been exposed. You've been exposed to all the criminal acts and all the blindfold that you've been doing and all the privilege. And the world you know? is seeing that this is not America of the free, you know? Freedom is to a certain degree. Because here, everything, every freedom, every liberty that we have, we pay with our blood, sweat, and tears, and we die. One foot out, one foot in. You know? I take care of my kids, but if you don't pay your taxes, you don't pay your child support, you're in jail. You don't do certain things, you have to straight on a straight lateral line to everything in the society and the system. So I'm not even teaching my kids. You Especially if your skin is brown. You're on a tightrope. Especially if your skin is brown. Because they say that the laws apply to all of us, but you can see a Caucasian person doing something and see a African person doing something where it both looks innocent but when it comes to the African male it does not it's not viewed the same like for instance I was watching the news today and they were showing an autistic Caucasian child playing um what was he doing like listening to music mm-hmm. he was doing the music he's DJing and we're like oh that's cute I'm like let that happen in a black community the cops would be coming here ASAP closing it down everybody needs to go in the house this is COVID you know but because he's a Caucasian male it looks innocent and cute you know and then they say oh he's autistic we have a lot of uh, black males that are autistic but they're not treated like no special anything they're still being arrested they're still being booked and they're still being detained as if they're some type of criminal just because they have some type of learning disability or some type of um, social disability or whatever the case may be. So we're not the same. Like, we we are the same as far as, like, human nature, mm-hmm. but we're not the same in this, in this America. And that is what we need to be fighting towards. We need to be fighting towards equality where you can see the black boy and the Caucasian boy and realize that they are both on the same level. Don't look at this 15-year-old kid and say, oh, well, he's a gangster, he's a killer, and look at this 15 Caucasian kid and say, well, you know, he's just a kid. Our kids don't never get to just be kids, and that's the part that, that we're fighting for. That's the part that hurts us as mothers and as fathers is because our babies, our children that we know, are not considered babies and children in, in this society. Well, I'm going to end on this note. I just hope right now, brothers and sisters out there, 
that's in the struggle. You're not alone. You know, I'm a veteran out there, and I'm always, you know, always going to hold things accountable. You know, I don't take things in vain because, you know, we got to pass the torch to our young ones. All I have to say right now, we got to hang in there with the struggle because we have a long way to go, and we're going to fight this to the very end. We're going to take our blood and death of us because, you know what? This got to stop. Because if the shoe was on the other foot, would black people do that to our own Caucasian brothers and sisters? Allegedly. Exactly. But we want to do that to y'all. Exactly. I don't think that one black cop would do that to somebody of another counterpart that's another race. I don't think so. And if they did, you know what happened to that cop? About a year ago, he actually killed a white woman. He went to jail right away. No if and buts. But like I said, with this country, things got to change. The door's open now, wide open. There's no turning back. This is a bad year for America. And now, you got to reap what you sow. Because right now, things is coming to light. And things got to change. Got no choice. And things have to get worse before they get better. And I don't think 2020 is bad. I think this is the year of exposure. I feel like this is the year where God is busting everything wide open. Everything must be seen. There's no more hiding in the dark. There's no more blindfolds. There's no more um, darkness. Everything is being shown, whether it be war on disease, war on, um, on the color of our skin. Everybody's seeing America for what we are and what it really is. The whole world is seeing this country, country of liberty. And the people for what it is. And us, so um, good podcast, we fight with you. We stand with you, you know, and we're there. Any comments, you know, come look for us when I. Yeah, we have social media account. We have Instagram, so good podcast. We have Facebook, so good podcast. Um, we appreciate everybody's support. And um, we're going to be stuck on this topic again the rest of this week because we're going to put out another one. I know we don't usually put things out fast. Well, we definitely gonna put another one out, you know, as soon as possible, because this topic right now is very touchy and it's not going anywhere. And I want to thank everybody for just listening and giving us our support. Cause we gonna bring some more to the table to this topic and other topics around the world. Definitely continue to listen, continue to share, continue to comment, and definitely. Um, right now with COVID, everybody's locked in. Definitely look for my book, Layers. My ministry is my, my misery is my ministry by June Montgomery Lewis. You can find it on Amazon, um, bookstore. So everybody have a blessed night. We love you. Stay blessed up, stay prayed up and stay safe. Peace.